my mom has my one mom has one of those annoying Alexa home tablet things, right? Yeah. And it scrolls prompts of how to use it. Like, hey Alexa, tell me a joke, right? So yesterday <laughs> Yesterday it had a prompt. Uh what was the name of Han Solo's clone? The actual answer is Han Duo. But I think the answer should be Me Too. That's so bad. There's layers to that joke. Oh my gosh. Colin's getting there. Get Han that. Solo, Me Too. Han Solo, Han Duo. Han Duo. He's about to do me like. Too. A, a, a smash poem with yeah. us right now to make sense of it. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't get it. Han duo? Me too? You'd fuck Han Solo? No. What? He would, did, he would fuck himself. That's the point. That's the point of the joke! You're retarded. That was retarded. That <laughs> was retarded. <laughs> like Han duo wasn't retarded. Alexa's retarded. Yes. Oh, the doorbell. Oh, Alexa, turn off the lights. Like, hit the light switch, bro. I really I hope why. we're setting off someone's Alexa. That would be so funny. I want it so bad. Jacob's wanted to do that for so long. Ever since we started. Xbox, turn off. <laughs> oh, no. Do you have the, the Kinect camera on, you old <laughs> man? Because <laughs> they used to do that. <laughs> the Kinect was so bad, but it was really funny. People's Xboxes still turn off like that. There's tons of people that still have the their connect connected because they don't buy new shit. Why would you do that though? Why would you do that to play Connectimals? I remember the that was so bad. <laughs> you play Star Wars Day. I was just about <laughs> to say there was like a Star Wars game and I can't remember what it was. I'm there was Solo. a song exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what? right. On Solo, it's a real. Oh my gosh! Okay, I need you to see this. Pull it up. Oh my fucking oh god! god. No, 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 it it brings my joke full you, circle. You guys, you guys are on such an autistic tangent, <laughs> and I'm not there yet, and I I'm not used to this. <laughs> okay, I, I I remember that song now. Um. Thank you for ruining my day. <laughs> uh, now I understand. Every day, I get closer and closer to understanding why um, Ford, Harrison Ford, hates Han Solo. Because every day we grow further away from God. <laughs> yeah. Do you think God hides because he's scared of what he's created? <laughs> you said this last week. I, I say it every day. <laughs> Why buy a comic that might cost more than a dime? Come meet the brothers who are here to waste your time. Welcome back to the Dime Comic Bros Podcast. It has been a long time since I've been on this show. Like two weeks. Holy cow, it's been forever. It's been like two weeks. It's been so long! Especially since I had an actual working voice. Spencer's taken it easy on me the last couple of weeks. <laughs> It's been great. My name is Jacob. I'm joined by Spencer and, uh, and Colin. Hi. <laughs> Why is Colin not autistic today? I don't know. Spencer uh, and I are, I, are I'm, the retards. And I'm 
I'm caffeined out and I'm nicked out. So Maybe and no way. sleep, and no sleep. I five. I've had five hours. I think. Wow. Maybe less. Nice. I can't remember. Why would you be like that? I went to bed oh, at like. Wow. Two fifteen. I'm not capable of driving. And I woke up at seven. Uh, I didn't say that. I'm not gonna want to leave. It's yeah, a- I'm not gonna want to leave. I'm gonna get home. You're such a twelve year old. You're no, I'm a, not. That's a that's a normal adult adult adult. adult. Wow, that's a normal adult thing. You're such a married couple. Get over it. Hold I'm hands. I'm literally going to grab his dick and bite it off. <laughs> Jumping into the news, uh, we have an exclusive. hand. There's the retard we know and love. Love is a strong word. You fucking love me. You cannot. You can never say that you don't love me. Because we all know that's not true. He's getting so upset. From comicbook.com. As one era of Black Panther comics ends, another is about to begin. Comicbook.com ended 2022 by breaking the news that Academy Award winner John Ridley was exiting Black Panther with issue 15 in March. The current story arc of Black Panther, titled All This and the World 2, revealed that T'Challa's childhood best friend Jai is the person behind his sleeper agents being exposed, which led to his exile from Wakanda and the country's civil war. While we don't know how that story arc will end, we now know the creative team stepping in for a new volume of Black Panther. Comicbook.com can exclusively reveal that the new creative team on Black Panther is writer Eve L. Ewing from Ironheart uh, and Monica Rambo Photon, and 2023's Marvel Stormbreakers artist Chris Allen from Miles Morales' Spider-Man. Black Panther is relaunching with a new issue one later this year. I find it very strange that John Ridley's leaving this run so early, because it's like the first arc. It's, it's weird. It's in the middle of a thing, you know? It is quite weird. I just wonder where he's going it's really popular right now. He's been on like at least two DC titles continuously for a while, so who knows? I have <coughs> no idea. Exclusive from thepopverse.com. Is this about Funko Pops? No, it's a, uh, uh, thankfully. Wow. The fourth issue, The Seasons Have Teeth, comes from creators Dan Waters, known for his Lucifer and Arkham City work at DC, as well as Images' Homesick Pilots, and Sebastian Cabral, who worked on the Anthony Bourdain-written Hungry Ghosts, and takes place in a world where seasons aren't just periods of time or changing weather systems, but something altogether more terrifying and potentially glorious. So, New England seasons. Ah! I swear it's going to be summer again tomorrow. Probably. It snowed yesterday. Ah! The publisher's advanced description of the title runs as follows. In a drab, colorless world, the seasons bring change. Whoa. Drag. Andrew, a retired conflict photographer, lives a life steeped in regret, pain, and sorrow. When the seasons arrive, each one embodied as powerful god-like creatures, everything for Andrew begins to change. As he risks everything to track down spring, summer, autumn, and winter, he can't help but hope that capturing the perfect 
picture of each will help him find his redemption and maybe, just maybe, bring color back to his world. What is your issue? Can I help you? <laughs> was it? Did you have a good point, or are no. you just being... No, I was just, I was just staring at you and staring at your dick and staring at you and staring at your dick. Joke's on you, my dick is tucked right now. I know, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Dan has created an incredible landscape filled with both mystical and earthly creatures, says Cabral via a statement from the publisher. It's a unique take on something so marvelous as the idea of wild and sentient seasons. As an artist, I'm having a great time exploring this world. Waters adds, I'm overjoyed to be writing this book for Sebastian. From the dark depths of winter to the joys of summer, he brings such wonderful nuance to both human emotion and monsters, and in the seasons have teeth, we are bringing you both in abundance. The series, the series, the series will launch in April 2023. That was a lot of words for a weird idea. I'm looking forward to this. That's why I nailed it. Wow. Because it sounds cool. You... You know what else he nailed? Your mom. Yeah, how'd you know? <laughs> I did one of those out of the blue at work, and it was like a nasty one, and Hills was like, Joke's on you, I've got two dads! I've got four dads. Joke's on you, i got four dads! I saw him at the crosswalk, and I... Drove up and I slammed on my bike. So and then he's like, and then I was like, he's like, and walked away. It was great. That's awesome. I love doing that to my coworkers. They're like, oh, it's just fucking Colin. Yeah, exactly. From StarWars.com, is the dark side stronger? Darth Vader certainly seems to think so. Oh, 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 StarWars.com is thrilled to announce a new Marvel miniseries featuring the Dark Lord of the Sith, Star Wars, colon, Darth Vader. What's that? Colin learns what punctuation is. Hyphen. Hyphen! Like Spider-Man. Hyphen. Black, white, and red. With your first look at the cover of issue one from artist Alex Malefinson. What do you mean like Spider-Man? I don't get that. Spider-Man. Hyphen, man. Ah! The correct, big oh. joke! Big joke! That was good. Thank you. The four-issue comic anthology, an extension of the popular black... Oh, I already said that, didn't I? No. No? No. Why did I do that? The four-issue... Co- <laughs> God, you are dyslexic. You <laughs> can't even swear right. <laughs> I actually think I might be, because I've had this problem ever since I was a kid. My dad, my brother and my dad were like, what are you, what are you fucking uh, dyslexic? And I'm like, I don't know. The words kind of switch sometimes. <laughs> I think you're just special. That's all my mommy tells me. Uh, my, my grandmother, Nani, has always known that I was autistic, because she was like, from a young age, when I was a young age, she was like, you need to get him checked, because I think he's autistic. And they're like, no, you're being mean. And then now, I'm like, hey, mom, dad, I think I'm autistic. They're like, oh, I guess your nanny was right. <laughs> the four-issue comic anthology hyphen, an extension of the popular black 
White, and Blood series that has followed the histories of other fan hyphen favorite characters like Wolverine, Deadpool, and Moon Knight hyphen will include stories written and illustrated by a team of <clears throat> renowned authors and artists, including a four hyphen part story penned by Jason Aaron. So Aaron previously wrote the first installment in the relaunch of the Star Wars flagship comic series in 2015 and the Sith hyphen centered Vader down the following year. The thing is, you've got little hyphens, you got big hyphens in there. A hyphen is a hyphen. No, no, look. A hymen is a hymen. Oh my god. Bro. Big hyphen, little hyphen. A hymen is a hymen. So. I don't like you. One it Vader pissed, quote. What? It pisses me off at work when they call it TAC. I say TAC. For TAC issue series. It's like, what's a TAC? That's a thing you push through paper into the wall. I say TAC is faster than hyphen. Or you could just say the words how they're meant to be said. Well, and they're not, not words. Say they're the numbers. punctuation. They're numbers. So Whoa, numbers. say the numbers. So, no, because you need to say TAC so everyone knows that hey, there's a hyphen in there. That's mm. how it works. I'm so close to punching you in the balls. Right <laughs> yeah. One bitter quote from the spinoff ranks among the writer's all-time favorite lines. All I am surrounded by is fear and dead men. Yeah, I knew they were going to say that. I fucking love that line. That line is so... That goes so hard. It makes me hard. He needs to go back to school. <laughs> Give me a second. You know, if you if you keep reading, he, like it. Well, wait, wait, I know, I know. Hold on, hold on. What's, 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 why can't I remember that? I'm not working today. Quote. Quote. That's the word. I thought he was wow. losing it at getting wow. hard at the sight of Darth Vader. No, if. You just keep talking, it snowballs, and it gets easier. But if you interject a squeal every other word, I know, I just think then you make it harder I'm, ha I'm having fun! I don't think you're having fun. Your blood pressure's through the roof right I'm now. I'm having fun. It's funny to me. <laughs> I'm having fun! I'm having fun! <laughs> Sometimes I really wish we had a shitty camera just like off. In the I know. <laughs> well, that's what we'll do. We should get a security camera. Yeah, that should be the video on our YouTube. Security <laughs> camera. And you just see Spencer going. <laughs> like a little monkey man that he is. Picks his ass and then his nose. <laughs> and then his teeth. Oh. For real. And then he starts playing with his toes. Look <laughs> oh. no, at him right now. He's fucking. <laughs> Bare ass, no, Stop. no socks. I live only here. feet. He's only wearing his feet. No socks. No socks. I live here. He's gay. <laughs> Quote, that moment from Vader down is still one of my favorite things I've written during any time at Marvel, end quote. Aaron tells StarWars.com, quote, I loved getting to let Darth Vader cut loose with all his power in such an epic way. I couldn't pass up the chance to reveal in the dark side again and put Vader in an even more perilous situation. Perilous. Thank per you. That's, wow, per, why, why did I get to perilous? And, what the fuck is that? Perilous. And, That's and, spelled wrong. And, and, and. <clears throat> Darth Vader is reveling in the dark side, not revealing. You're so retarded. <laughs> I say revealing. Yeah, yeah, you said reveal. Where is that? Reveal the next in the lineup? dark side, not reveling. Okay, okay. Uh, restart. I couldn't pass up the chance to revel in the dark side again and put Vader in an even more perilous situation. Dot, dot, dot. And then see how he 
carved his way out, end quote. You did a great job on that. Thanks, Dad. I think this is cool. I like any time Darth Vader gets to just wreck shit in a comic. I will never complain for more Darth Vader comics. The, one of the best runs that they have done was the, uh, was it Dark Visions or whatever? Mm -hmm. It was like a four-issue mm -hmm. miniseries of anthology stories. More of that would be cool. And the fact that they're making this an extension of the Black, White, the and, Black, Blood. White and Blood thing. Because yeah. we're getting a treasury edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big, big, fat book. Yeah, 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 yeah. From do you wait, wait, do monkey? You, do you think they're gonna do more Star Wars Black, White, and Blood books? Probably not. If, I feel like, because the, the fact that they're already toning it down to just Black, White, and Red because you know Star Wars doesn't have a lot of blood and you know lightsabers cauterize things is probably an indicator they're just gonna do it with him. Hmm. If they do like a random Sith anthology, I will not complain. They That's do, been they could do another one, Darth Maul. Like the <laughs> more fun. the more interesting comics they've done have been kind of random tidbits of information about random people. Like random the tits. Do you think they could do Dooku? Yeah, you can. Do, oh, you can do oh, fuck yeah! You can do anything. It's just a matter of whether or not they're gonna actually do it. Right. Or if it's gonna make enough money. That would be cool if they still did like it wasn't. It was kind of Dooku, but him as a Jedi too. Like so, say it's like black, white, and red, and like they're all like separate issues. They're all separate stories. You gotta have some of them as him younger, and his lightsaber would still be red. What color does Han Solo's blaster? Red. Black. All right, so you could do him too, I guess. Most blasters are red. This is true. Mm. I just think except that for like um, prequels, where like the the, the blue, the, the, yeah, yeah. I just think probably if they're gonna do more focusing around Sith characters would be interesting because yeah. that's where most of the best mm. lore nuggets and like most internet digestible things that just get thrown on TikToks. Like, that's where most of that comes from are, like, the Age of Republic books where it's, like, eight pages about this character, just random information that's, like, fun. And that's it. You know? It, 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 <clears throat> they just kind of throw shit at the wall. Lore nuggets. Yeah. That's probably why I like uh, comics more when it comes to this stuff because you don't have to have just, like, words about, like, them. You could just see shit in the background of ours. Like, hey, this is from Star Wars and we haven't seen this in a while. I'm gonna throw it in there. And everyone's going to freak out over it, but it's literally just like, hey, remember this? Yeah, that's it. Colin keeps trying to justify why he doesn't read books. It's very funny. I read books. They're more like uh, gay-ass philosophy books. Mm -hmm. Like Diogenes. From CBR.com. I'm going to throw shit at you <laughs> from my barrel. I'm and then I'm going to pluck a chicken, and I'll put it in your face and be like, see? Man. You plucked flightless chicken. The fuck? He said semen. Semen. It would have been funnier if you had plucked a rooster and then shoved a naked cock in my face. That would have been funnier, you idiot. Why do you think about cocks all the time? Are you gay? You're the one bringing up chickens! He's literally from Greek mythology. I mean, have you seen his curly-ass beard? And his bald head? Dude, Can we have you... He's like Kratos or something. Have you literally seen your own hair? You look like the fucking Greek femboys that all the soldiers would come back and, like, rail. Shut up. Wow. That was aggressive. It's yeah, he true. Went, he went there. <laughs> shut up! I, I think that guy <coughs> shut up. <laughs> Next time, shove your cock in my face, why don't you? Wow. Jeez. Can we continue? No. <clears throat> From CBR.com. The newly... Shut up! I can see you thinking! God damn you. <laughs> I said com. Com. 
<laughs> you just say cum. No, I Every, fucking don't. Yes, you do. You say dot cum all the time. Colin, you say hyphen. <laughs> and That's you, different. At least I'm saying what it actually is and not cum. You don't I'm not speak thinking about cum all the time. I didn't say anything. I hear it every single time. <laughs> and I have to bite it back, but I don't say anything. Yeah, you bite that back. Oh my gosh. I call the from DC one. Because it's small. This is Batman. From CBR.com, the newly released Lazarus Pit Assault on Krypton number one <coughs> makes it clear that the groundbreaking character of Naya Nall slash Dreamer is in the DC universe to stay, and writer Nicole Maines, who first brought the character to life on the CW Supergirl, couldn't be more excited. Ahead of the release on Assault on Krypton number one, Maines sat down for an exclusive interview with CBR alongside co-writer Lee Williams, when asked what it was like to get to write Dreamer into the larger DCU and put her on such a large stage, Maine replied, It's so exciting for me, first of all, because it imbued me with a lot of hope, because there was a time when I was very afraid for the success of the <coughs> character. I did not trim down this article at all. Uh, it was also in 2021 that Maine's brought Dreamer to the world of comics, penning a story starring the character for that year's DC Pride anthology. Notably, however, said story, titled Date Night, was still set within Arrowverse continuity. Dreamer made her proper DCU debut one year later in Superman's Son of Kal-El 13, with Maine's co-writing the issue alongside series regular Tom Taylor. Lazarus Planet marks Dreamer's latest adventure as a member of mainstream DC continuity. The character is also due for a return to the Arrowverse, with Maine's confirmed to be reprising her role as Nia Nall in the upcoming ninth and final season of The Flash on The CW. Um, I quite like this character, so this is fun. I don't know the character at all. Have you been keeping up with Lazarus Planet? No, because I'm poor. We, um, priorities. We keep uh, bringing it up in the news, so that's why I asked. It's the current event. Um, I see. It's very strange to tie Dreamer into that specifically, so I'm curious how that's going to work out, but it's cool that the character is like, in regular continuity now. Dreamer's fun. I don't know. Fucking precognition. Like, come on. Wow. Yes. From Marvel.com, this June, Loki will unleash his unique brand uh, of mayhem on the Marvel Universe again as he takes center stage in a brand new solo series. <clears throat> Loki will be a four-issue limited series written by Dan Waters, known for Sword of Azrael, Arkham City, and whatever I talked about last time, in his exciting Marvel Comics debut and drawn by acclaimed artist Germán Peralta, known for Black Panther and Maestro. This exciting new chapter for the God of Stories will introduce a collection of ancient Norse weapons Loki crafted in his mischievous past. When they're scattered throughout the realms, including Nidavellir, Kree Space, and Earth, Loki must track them down to prevent them falling into the wrong hands. Throughout this twisting journey, readers will see Loki go head-to-head -head with iconic Marvel villains, provoke Earth's mightiest heroes, and be forced to confront the dark truth that lies at his center. <clears throat> it's hard to say what a delight it is to be making my Marvel debut even more so to be doing it with the God of Stories himself, taking him all the way around the Marvel Universe and back again, Waters shared. I can't wait for all to see the beauty Germain's art 
is breathing <clears throat> into this tale we have to tell you, full of magic, danger, and if Loki can't help himself, he can't. Quite a smidge of mischief. <clears throat> Loki is one of the most interesting characters, not only in comics, but also in mythology, and his ambiguity in all aspects of his life makes him a very interesting character for an artist, Peralta said. I always say that I really enjoy drawing villains, but Loki has everything. It was love at first sight when I read the script. Dan is amazing, and I'm sure he's having a lot of fun with it, too. I can't wait to draw Loki's expressions, since there are always double intentions with him, and it's going to be very entertaining to play with that, as well as everything related to this universe. Having the opportunity to draw Loki is undoubtedly a beautiful way to start the year. It's going to be a road full of challenges, but I'm sure it's going to be a great journey. I think it's weird that they're only giving Loki a four issue. Yes. Seems like it could probably warrant like an ongoing. How is he going to go around the universe in four issues? That's mm, either that's going to be a lot packed into it or not enough. Ass writing. Wow. That's what it sounds like to me. Read your article, please. From DC.com, Batman's rational mind and unparalleled fighting skills are put to the ultimate test when an ancient force threatens this his world and everyone he holds dear in Batman, the doom that comes to Gotham. Available to purchase digitally and on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray combo pack and Blu-ray on March 28, 2023 from Warner Brothers. <clears throat> Discovery Home Entertainment. The all-new feature-length DC anime movie puts Batman up against Lovecraftian supernatural forces, threatening the sheer existence of Gotham, as he's aided and confronted along the way by reimagined versions of his well-known allies and enemies, including Green Arrow, Rachel Ghoul, Mr. Freeze, Killer Croc, Two-Face, James Gordon, and more. David Tortellini, grim a million little things, reprises his Batman soul of the dragon role as the voice of the Dark Knight in this all-new 1920s-based DC Elseworlds tale. Tati Gabrielle Chilling, uh, from Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Uncharted makes her DC animated debut as Kylie Kane. Kylie, mm, Kylie Kane? Is that right? Sure. Sure. Debut as Kylie Kane, Batman team. Uh, what the fuck? <clears throat> Batman's closest ally. Oh. <clears throat> Batman's closest ally. What the fuck was that? Batman team man. Uh, alleviating the action. Oh my fuck. Colin, I think you legitimately need to like go through like a a, a, a class for like words. <laughs> you, I'm someone who writes a lot. You might be dyslexic. I actually might. I think you're just rusty. <laughs> He's not used to reading. <laughs> uh, no, no. Sure. You don't, just have, you don't have to Why read do you think it? it takes me so long to read? Right? Yeah, uh, you don't have to read if you I'm, put the words I'm... on the page yourself. It's the loophole. <laughs> <laughs> Elevating the action and drama are DC Animation veterans Christopher Gorham. Gorham. Gorham, Christopher Go uh, Gorham from The Lincoln Lawyer, 
insatiable as Oliver Queen, Patrick Fabian from Better Call Saul as Harvey Dent, John DiMaggio DiMaggio from Futurama, Anne Rice's interview with the vampire as James Gordon and David... I can't help you on that one. Dash Macaroon from Dune, The Suicide Squad, and Ant-Man as Grendon. Uh, Batman, The Doom That Came to Gotham will be available on March yeah, you already 28th said that. to purchase. Blah, 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 blah. blah. Synopsis inspired by... Okay. Uh, inspired by the comic book series by Mike Mignola, Richard Pace, and Troy Nixie. Batman, The Doom That Came to Gotham is a 1920s-based tale that finds explorer... Uh, okay, I'm making sure I didn't read, read that already because it sounds familiar. <laughs> Inspired by the comic book series by Mike Mignola, Richard Pace, and Troy Nixie, Batman the Doom That Came to Gotham is a 1920s-based tale that finds explorer Bruce Wayne accidentally unleashing an ancient evil ex- ex- expediting ex- yeah, expediting his return to Gotham City after a two-decade hiatus. The logic, science-driven Batman must battle Lovecraftian supernatural forces threatening the sheer existence of Gotham along the way being... I said that! Including Green Arrow, Raja Al Ghul, Mr. Freeze, Killer Croc, Two Face, James Gordon, and Bruce's beloved words. Wow. I didn't see that in the trailer. A I didn't trailer see released. And it looks good ish. Good ish? I think the animation looks really freaking good. I'm not I'm just, entirely hyped. Yeah. I'm nervous because the story in and of itself is kind of rough, like as a read. Yeah. But that's been one of the things that when DC nails the adaptations, they're kind of better, which is really the thing that a good adaptation should do is it takes all the strengths from the original source material and then makes the weaknesses better. Because, like, the pre- the other versions, like Under the Red Hood and Dark Knight Returns, I know those ones were a while back, but, like, those were arguably better than the book that they were based on. Um, the Long Halloween one recently was phenomenal. Yeah, that was really good. And that was, it. like, just tightening up ship, you know, is, yep. a, is like, a really good thing to do. And I think... It's interesting that they're getting to the point where, like, they're kind of digging through the bin to make more movies. Uh, like, they're getting to the point where, like, they're getting to, like, weird stories like this, which is cool. But, like, this one might need it because the book is kind of rough. It's yeah. weird. It's got a lot of cool <clears throat> ideas, but it was kind of a rough read. Um, and I think the animation kind of shows that. It's got, it has a unique style to it, which is most of their movies that when they have a unique style to them, they're not either in whatever ongoing continuity style that they have or, like generic current DC house style of animation, they tend to be better, you know? Because, like, Under the Red Hood had its own unique animation style. Dark Knight Returns had its own unique animation style. A few of the ones recently have. Son of the Dragon wasn't that great, in my opinion, but he, the voice actor was really good in it. And that also had its own unique animation style. So, like... Year One looked good. Well, Year One is another one. That was another <laughs> one that was... It's... it's when, it, when they have a specific style for the thing, it's pretty much always good. Yes. So I'm looking forward to it. Also, just, like, because Green Arrow has sword. I like how front and center Green Arrow looks in the trailer. Green Arrow doesn't look like Green Arrow. He just looks like a fucking knight. I mean, that thing... Oh, uh, Batman doesn't look like Batman because of... Blah, 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 blah. Moving on. From Marvel.com, this April, see the thrilling mission that turned Groot into one of the galaxy's greatest defenders in an all-new limited series. 
The iconic hero will headline his very own solo series that will reveal his never-before-told origin and depict his first <coughs> breathtaking battles. Launching with Groot number one, the series will feature the momentous return of writer Dan Abnett, known for redefining the Guardians characters and Marvel space as we know it in his acclaimed run of Guardians of the Galaxy and epics like Annihilation and War of the Kings. Abnett will team up with rising star Damian Cachero, known for his work on Ghost Rider 2099 and X-Force, to take readers back to Planet X to explore Groot's early days and uncover the truth about his home and species. Groot's thrilling journey across the galaxy will see him cross paths with the original Captain Marvel and introduce the distant ancestor of a fellow Guardian. The series will hit stands just in time for the next era of Guardians of the Galaxy, written by Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly, and drawn by Kev Walker, which we talked about two weeks ago. Announced, the, announced last week, the all-new Guardians of the Galaxy ongoing series will kick off after a mysterious threat known as Grootfall sends the intergalactic heroes to never-before-seen reaches of the Marvel cosmos. While details about Grootfall have yet to be explained, fans can be assured it fans can be assured that it'll strike at the very heart of the Guardians and usher in a tragic fate for everyone's favorite tree-like alien. 2023 is shaping up to be a defining year for Groot, and both series will complement each other in surprising ways. Before he was a Guardian of the Galaxy, before the Grootfall, young Groot lived a life of tranquility on his serene homeworld. But when monstrous invaders attack his planet, Groot must accept his heroic destiny. But will this destiny lead him to come to blows with a young Kree soldier by the name of Marvel? Um, this looks pretty cool. I like it when there's like dual runs going on that are like in different time periods, but about the same thing. Yeah, they kind of tie together. That kind of bugs me. Really? Yeah, really? a little bit. Because then I feel like I have to get both. And follow both to get the whole story. But would you rather have the run every other issue switch back and forth between Groot random adventures and, like, the main ongoing story? Or do you rather have them be separate books? I, I would rather Groot, the, this Groot run be separate entirely and not tie into... Like, if it's in a different time, then why... How does it connect? I don't... It seems I think forced. You need to, I think you need to read it and it then you'll forced. see how it works. I think they're trying to force a connection so that you buy both. Jacob, you know that's called writing fiction, right? Whoa. <laughs> that's just writing. You can make things, you make them. You don't retcon stuff, you're doing the writing. April Fool's Day, I'm buying a bumper sticker that says pretentious asshole, and I'm <laughs> slapping it on his car. I'm sorry, I kind of agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting it, too! <laughs> well, the next writer on the run changes things. It's just no. writing the fiction. No, Obviously, no. a comic line changes writers. But to do a... To go way back in time and show me young Groot doing young Groot things and then have that tie into the current run... Freaking 100 years in the future seems forced. Jacob, what's your, Jacob, what's your favorite Thor run? Ah! What's your favorite Thor run? I've only read one. That's not fair. Well, that it, takes place in still, three time periods. It's entirely fair. Because if you really liked that story. Then it takes place in three time yeah, periods. Yeah, and it jumps around. Yeah. yeah. In, with, in, with, in the run. Yeah. 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 What do you yeah. think is going to happen at the end of this Groot series? It's going to be relevant <laughs> plot information to what the fuck happened. But I didn't have to buy two timelines, did I? Buy two what? Two runs. Because they were written by one writer. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> you guys suck. From Marvel.com, hotshot writer Benjamin Percy has proven to be a master at crafting hair-raising sagas for Marvel's most hardcore anti-heroes. This summer, he'll bring together his hit runs on Ghost Rider 
and Wolverine in an explosive new crossover. Ghost Rider, Wolverine. <laughs> Weapons of Vengeance. The story will kick off in August's Ghost Rider, Wolverine, Weapons of Vengeance Alpha, where Percy will team up with acclaimed artist Jeff Shaw, known for Thanos and Guardians of the Galaxy, to reveal Wolverine and Johnny Blaze's first encounter. Back when Logan was still learning what it meant to be an X-Men, X-Man, X-Man, and Johnny was still reeling from his demonic transformation, the pair fought side by side against a terrifying supernatural threat. Now, in the present, Wolverine is on the run after the shocking events of Fall of X, while Johnny is following a path of destruction. Their paths will collide again when their past enemy resurfaces deadlier than ever. Do Ghost Rider and Wolverine have what it takes to put them down once more? And what secrets will they uncover when their hunt leads them to an ultra-secret and hellish branch of the infamous Weapon Plus program? After Ghost Rider Wolverine Weapons of Vengeance Alpha, the story will unfold in the pages of Ghost Rider 17 and Wolverine 36 before becoming before coming to a fiery end in Ghost Rider Wolverine Ghost Rider Wolverine Weapons of Vengeance Omega. Omega. Wolverine is metal. Ghost Rider is metal. Together their adamantium and chrome weigh in as Heavy metal, Percy explained. That's metal math for you, Colin. <laughs> None of that gay math shit. Get that gay shit out of here. That, We're doing metal math now. If a straight man oh consists a gay man, <laughs> it's not gay. If a gay man consists a gay man. 2,000 years later. <laughs> um, this is the epitome of walking up to the whiteboard that says alien. And then adding an S to the back <laughs> and then putting a line through it to make a dollar sign. I love it. Uh, you know how Metallica and Iron Maiden have toured together, shredded out songs, wailed on music videos. This is a little like that. I write the sheet music and Jeff Shaw brings to the pyrotechnic guitar smashing life. You're in for a head banging good time, I promise. I'm going to be reading this because I'm currently reading the Ghost Rider line. Yes, And I really are. like Benjamin Percy's writing. And you really like Ghost Rider. I do. I do. I do. Um, but I'm going to actually buy the Wolverine issue that ties into this because I think that's cool. I They they had a... Wolverine appeared in like issue four or something for yes. a little bit. That was pretty cool. I did not know that Benjamin Percy was writing the current Wolverine run. So that's cool. Just, you know, I'll take the two action figures and then we smash them together. Kiss. That too. Oh. Uh, yeah, just kind of like... You know, I, I like it when writers do that. They're like, yes. hey, guys, I make you money. Can you let me do something? And then, you know, Marvel's like, fine. Yep. You know, yes. I think it's cool. I, I like metal. Colin. <laughs> what you got? What you do this week? I read uh, Batman One Bad Day, Mr. Freeze. <gasps> yes. Here we go. <clears throat> so, like all the Bad Days books... They center around a villain. Yes. Mr. Freeze. Whoa. The story is like, it's Christmas. Batman wants to go punch him. But Robin's like, no, let's give him a chance. And give him a little space so he can work on a cure for his little wife. And then... Um, 
they taught Batman's like, not all of them can be saved. Some of them just need to be sent away into a deep, dark hole. Okay, Batman's having a boomer moment. Yep. And then he's like, not even one person? He's like, maybe one. Mr. Freeze. I see something in him. And um, they give him a little laboratory that's, um, yeah, it's a little laboratory. They have cameras everywhere, and they're watching him, and Mr. Freeze get all angry because he can't make it work, and then he goes, boom, and he explodes the whole place, and then becomes evil Mr. Freeze again. And then Batman and him, and Batman and Robin are chasing after him, and blah, blah, blah. And Batman's like, oh, you gotta come with me. This is our only mission. And Robin's like, we're either partners or we're not. Which I actually kind of liked that line. Um, and then we go... <laughs> In between all this, there's, like, flashbacks of, like, Mr. Freeze and his wife and, like, when they were younger and, like, before the accident happens and all the stuff when she got frozen. And you're like, oh, my gosh, they're in love. But here's the twist of the story, folks. He's been manipulating her, and he didn't want to share her with the world. And he's a little cucky boy because he doesn't want to go out. And he's, and he's like, who have you been with while you're out? Those your friends out there? Who you been fucking? And, um, so, yeah. And they even try, her friends try to, like, actually come see her in the hospital when she's, like, dying. And he just uh, won't let them in. And his wife doesn't know because he keeps telling them that they're nurses. Um, yeah, I don't like this book. I don't like this issue. Because my Mr. Freeze is a sad boy who misses his wife and was a really good husband. Not a I'm controlling, which is fine. It's a good, it's, it's, it's not, I don't like it because it's bad. I don't like it because I don't like it. He it's not bad in any way. It's because you don't like Mr. Freeze being a little cocky boy. Yes, I don't. I like the fact that whenever Colin, when Colin manages to pull enough neurons together to actually describe the plot of a book, it's only when he's doing it in a mocking manner. It's the only time you're able to describe a book in like under 10 minutes. It's impressive. That's, that's very it's true. only when you're making fun of it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, and you do this, and you do that. <laughs> but if it's something you like, you're like, oh, I don't know, booby. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're lost for 10 minutes. Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't like it. Uh, but then by the end of the book, uh, he like gives Robin like the, the real cure or whatever because this whole time he hasn't been curing her on purpose. He like has her frozen in this like little abandoned place and where he freezes a bunch of birds and like animals for her because he's like, oh, she'll never be lonely like this. And I'm like, that's creepy as fuck. And I'm like, that's cool. I kind of like that bit, but like, I'll give it that. I'll give it that. I can't, I have nothing bad to say about that. Cause I'm like, okay, that's, that's kind of, it's kind of rad for the story. How do you like the art? Uh, I'm, hold on, I'm getting there. And, um, and I thought it was cool that, like, he did uh, know, like, the cure for it or whatever, but, like, he just never did it. That's cool. At least they didn't just do, like, yeah, I just froze her and I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Uh, that's what I thought was happening. But it ended up just being that he just never wanted to, he just wanted to keep her frozen and like, away from the world forever. So I'm like, okay, fine. I like it now. But it gets, like, uh... Uh, gets a three out of the four, four out of seven for me. Um, but the art, I kind of like it. Uh, Batman's kind of fat Batman. Is that a good thing? 
I don't, it usually is fine when he's like older, but this is Richard Grayson Robin <coughs> that we're talking about. Dick. And I feel like Batman would be smaller or like younger to like, he looks just like fat. Not like Batfleck, big mm. chunky. No, like fat. Mm. Like, like neck fat. Like when you see his like forward face, mm -hmm. it's like. Mmm, jowls. Like, like, like. It's bad. Neck beard neck. Yeah, it's like yeah. neck beard neck. So, um, I fucking hate Robin's suit. I was, I didn't pay attention to the suit at all. Like, I didn't really care because I was like, oh yeah, these are basic, basic costumes. And I looked at Robin's closely. I'm like, oh, there's like black sleeves and like black, like, uh, uh, cloth in between like the green. And I'm like, that's cool. And then I looked at his chest and like, is that R centered on the fucking chest and it's like connected to the cape? What the fuck is that? I hate that shit. That shit makes me so fucking angry. Robin has an R on his chest. It could be on the left or the right. I don't care. But he can't have a fucking bird on his chest or a fucking centered R. I was leaning over because I was confused why you had a Max book on yourself. I was like, what? What's a Max book doing on yourself? But it's the Hellstrom one. I stole it from you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's fucking stupid. I hate that costume. It's so fucking dumb. I see. I keep seeing fan art of people doing like Robin, and they give him a fucking bird on his chest. It's like fuck off, fuck you, you fucking twelve year old. Dick was twelve. Age twelve. Dick size four inches. Oh my God. You started it. You did start it. Not really. Yeah, you, you did. did. You absolutely set him up for that. You did. Not intentionally, anyways. Um. Yeah. There you go. Okay, you don't like this one. Got it. But their one was way better. That's because they came out the gate with the best one. Do you think he does that during sex? Oh, I definitely fucking do. <laughs> You're scared to moan in your girl's ear. I'm in her ear like... And I just turn into Goofy. It's been so long, he doesn't remember. <laughs> I actually got laid! I got laid Sunday. I don't Sunday. think Jacob cares. I got, no. laid, I got laid Sunday. I was waiting for Spencer to be like, You think he gets laid? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why he's making up stories because it's been so long. It's it's right. an ancient memory. Oh, <laughs> oh god, it's him. ancient memory. <laughs> you want to ice it? <laughs> no, I don't want to ice my balls. Spencer, what did you do this? Week? He's just gonna keep rubbing them and. I'm and <laughs> I'm just holding them. Jesus Christ! You're the one who shows up in gray sweatpants every week. Stop staring at my cock! Stained. Stop wearing gray sweatpants! Stained gray sweatpants at that. This is true. Well, okay, Heather Gray is really easy to stain. Um, I, I just haven't washed them in like two weeks. Huh. Thanks for That's that information. Home. You're making it worse. Mine are actually clean, but they're work pants, so they look dirty. I expect jeans to look dirty. Damn, bro. I just touched your feet. Why would you do that? I don't, it was like, it was, it was, it was, it, what's the word I'm looking for? It was instinct to grab his feet. Ew. 
That's don't gonna fucking rub it off on you. Why? <laughs> don't rub one off it on was me, like so you disgusting cold. whore. His feet were so- I'm gonna rub one off on you anytime I fucking want, bitch. Sure. Especially when he's thinking about my feet. <laughs> my feet are so cold. Jacob's cold. Always like that. My toes. He has a condition. My fingers and toes are always cold. Really? I'll have like thick wool socks on. He has that old man condition. Ice bricks. Yeah. Don't tell him to eat a sandwich. That's not the problem. We've been through this. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I read The Wake. Um, I borrowed this from Jacob a while ago. <laughs> So when I got it for free, it's the hardcover edition. That's all 10 issues. Uh, <laughs> there are no monkeys in this book, Colin. Oh, They're mermaids. Oh, no, but if Colin... It's not just me doing it, him! If, if Colin read this, he would be making the sex noises. Probably. Uh, it was, ah! It's written by... Oh! Oh! I want... I, I, I want a compilation... <laughs> At the end of the year of, of all the just, sex noises, just him moaning. It'll be hours worth of content. <laughs> I I want. I would love if like at the end of this year we made like a best of. We we do. We do. Sort of. Yeah. What do you mean, sort of? I mean. We, I send him funny clips and yeah. then he puts them. Oh, in the okay. I didn't we know throw that. stuff together, but I mean, I don't think it's like the true best of. But that would take way too much effort. Yeah. So this is written by Scott Snyder with art by Sean Murphy. Um, <laughs> He's allowed that one. It was a quiet one. You can keep going. I can't think when you're making sex noises <laughs> in my ear. No surprise. <laughs> so basically, the first half of this, the first five issues, are one story, and the second half, the other five issues, are a different story. They connect. But they're very that's different. That's how fiction works. <laughs> it's true. Hey, that's how a, a story works. <laughs> I know. That's, that's how a story works. I know. You make two parts of the story connect. Yeah, and then they make... Oh, oh, yeah. And then they make babies. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so this is about mermaids, s- sort of. Um, there are lost... It's like missing link aquatic people stuck in a... Phase between monkey and non-monkey. It's the whole thing. Spoopy mermaids. They're very spoopy mermaids. They're sea monkeys. Like the little ones I got from in the comic books. (laughs) I can order through the comic book. Let him do his review, please. (laughs) Sorry. Yes, Colin. They're kind of like sea monkeys. (laughs) They do they do have apish qualities. Um so the first half is set in like vaguely current day. It follows some scientists being like, Oh, we found a thing. Oh, let's go look at the thing. And then it turns out the, the, the mermaid goes fucking Joker mode. Summons lots more mermaids. And they just go Joker mode and kill a bunch of people. Basically. And then they combine to create a super mermaid. There's a, like, mega... It's like a Megazord-type mermaid. <laughs> they, you were fucking around! They don't actually combine. They just wake up their daddy. Okay. There's a big, big merman. Big merman. Um, the first half is the interesting half, if I'm being honest. Um, the premise here is really freaking cool. It's super bizarre. Um, I'm, I like like missing link type stories. It's really fun. Um, this is very Sean Murphy art, and it's very Scott Snyder writing. Yeah. And I mean that in the best and worst ways possible. It's extremely exposition heavy. It's the weirdest shit you've ever heard. Or seen. Yes. 
And then, so, like, you get really attached to some things, and then there's some things that don't make any fucking sense. And it's the most amount of vehicles you've ever seen in a panel in Absolutely. your life. There are so, yes. There's just, there's so many space cars. It's a double wide of just every kind of vehicle known to man. You showed me that. I've ever seen that. So, this, yeah, the second half is then in the future based on, you know, after the mermaids go Joker mode on Earth, and, like, what the fuck happens, and what people are like then. And then... It's a lot of, you know, socioeconomic politicking about different factions, and then they kill the mermaids and shit. Based, I think this is more like a proof of, proof of concept book than a full book. It won an Eisner, and I understand why, but this definitely feels like two guys who I think are, like, friends, and they're like, we got some crazy shit, and then they shove it in a book, but it's really unpolished. Like... The art is really good across the board. There's phenomenal designs. The the It's really well shadowed. There's lots of deep colors, unique, cool stuff. I've never not liked a Sean Murphy book in terms of visuals. Um, and Scott Snyder's writing is fine here. He's a really good ideas guy, but he's not the best at coming up with individual lines of dialogue or interesting characters for the most part. Um, so it just kind of makes for like a weird read. And the two halves feel so disconnected that they feel like different stories set in the same world. And mm -hmm. I don't, it, it doesn't make sense for them to be one singular book, but also why are there two? I hate duologies. It's a personal peeve of mine. I read the first half in one sitting and the second half in another sitting, and that made it gel a little bit better, but it was definitely a hard disconnect. It was very two. strange. Like, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be like, you can't do that. It's just, I really don't like duology type stories. I, I like trilogies. It it's, makes my brain happier. It's just a sudden shift. It's like, yeah. and now we jump ahead. And years. now people like, are purple. What? It's what? like, what? Yeah. It's such a big jump. Um, It's good. I'm going to get a copy at some point in a paperback for like 18 bucks. I believe this is an image book? Yes. So you're, what you're telling me... No, Vertigo. Me, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. It's Vertigo. So it's technically a DC book. So if you're telling me... Stop touching me. <laughs> so what you're telling me... Is that this could have been Planet of the Apes, but in the ocean. Did it? You could have done it backwards in a way that would make it like that. You could have done that. Did it bother you that the super smart main character didn't know what an HDMI cord was? <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I thought that was a good joke. Uh -huh. There's some weird, there's some definitely some humor in this book I do what enjoy. What year is this made? 2013, 14? And didn't know what an HDMI is? She doesn't. She doesn't know the, the super smart lady doesn't know what HDMI is. But she knows the sound of a mermaid. It Oh, she's not a tech person. Yeah. Oh, so it's, it doesn't matter. It's a strange book. I really liked it. It was definitely worth borrowing before just jumping right into buying. Um I don't know. It it's weird. It's hard to discuss. It's weird. It's weird. It's really weird. And I had a hard weird. time talking about it. I was yeah. like, I wanna like it so much. I like it a little. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. The if if the second half was a little bit more like the first half, I would have been a lot more all over it because the first half was like f near five out of fives across the board, and then the second half was like three out of five. It's just it's just not a tonal disconnect I'm into. Meh. It definitely just kind of feels like a proof of concept book. It's like, oh, what? But what if we did this thing? And it's not like. It's like a brain worm that they had. And they're like, we need to get it out of our heads. And then they get it out, and it's like, oh, wow, look at what in a war. What the fuck? 
you know? And then they just kind of drop it. <laughs> I love the concept of brain worms. That's like, <laughs> that, that is like one of my favorite like headcanon of life for everyone. It is the funniest shit. I just, I just had like... <laughs> Autism, that's what it is. I just had this little brainworm and I need to listen to what he says. <laughs> I need to listen to, to the commands, the little thoughts he gives me. I liked it. I'll buy it at some point. I'd recommend buying it. it it's definitely something I'm going to revisit. Well, thanks for asking. I read Green Lantern, <laughs> Earth One, Volume One. So you see, Jacob, I really like this book. I've been sitting here for so long. We we actually need to start telling him to hurry up because when it was just me and him, I as much as I'm an asshole to him, I just can't get myself to tell him to hurry up anymore. <laughs> like when we first started doing it, I was an asshole all the time. Yeah, yeah so like I don't want to do it. But it's the same thing for you with your autistic interjections. So I read Green Lantern Earth True. One Volume One, written by Karina Bechko and Gabriel Hardman, and arted by Gabriel. Hardman. Well, thanks for sharing. I will share mine now. Okay, cool. Um, six issues, I think. No, 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 no sorry. It's a graphic. Yeah, novel. yeah. It's it's a it's a full story. Um, it's set in Earth One, so everything you know about the lore doesn't count. Uh, how Jordan is a spaceman and he's exploring space and stuff, and then he finds a crashed ship, and he picks up a ring and goes, "What's this thing? Huh? Cool!" and throws it in his pocket, and then they get attacked. And he's like, what the heck? This ring is doing weird things. Um, he finds Kilowog because he found a ring too. And they're trying to figure out like what the heck these rings do. And they are fighting Manhunters, but not the, the shape-shifting one that you know from Justice League, the cartoon. Oh. Manhunters from Justice League, the cartoon. But not my ship Manhunters. No, but they're called Manhunters. In yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... They're fighting those guys like crazy, and they find some lore about Oa, and something happens. Somehow, Hal Jordan gets uh, imprisoned, and it turns out that he's actually on Oa, and like the great citadel planet of Green Lanterns of yore has become like a slave planet, and that was really cool. Because I'm sure Spencer found great political dialogue in that. <laughs> Somehow, somewhere, I don't get it. Uh, yes, it is very, very good. It looks so hot. So, so, so hot. Best Earth One book. I'm working with idiots. <laughs> um, <laughs> Green Spaceman. There are a lot of themes in here. It's fun to read a very, very long story that's not broken up into issues. It's like one book. It's nice and skinny. It's a nice read. Very, you know that we, we have a term read. for that. Shut up. They're called graphic novels. I was not using it because you used it first. And I cannot admit that you're right. <laughs> what do you uh, call it? The hardcover is $24. I think the paperback is 15 or 20 and I got it for four bucks digitally. Heckin' steal. I will definitely buy these at some point and read them again. Very, very good. Five stars. It's a nice texture on the on the cover, too. These are some of the only hardcovers I've ever, ever, ever willingly bought. They're so cool. 
They're so pretty and they all match each other. I was going to say, yeah, Batman ones are hardcover. Yeah. Batman Earth ones. All of the Earth ones are, are hardcover. And the Teen Titan ones are purple. They all match. Interesting. It makes my brain worms happy. I knew going into this that you had said the Green Lantern ones were the best of the Earth one. So that's why I jumped on it, especially for four bucks. That's a steal. Wicked. I'd read like a turd for four bucks. Colin. Yeah, give me one second. One second. Colin. <laughs> He's having a moment. Okay. Someone's asking him very serious questions. Where are you? Are you alive? <laughs> I don't answer those. Uh, <laughs> I really don't. I don't answer those. Like, I get those all the time. <laughs> I used to. Um, so I watched... Uh, 2014's RoboCop, uh, because I remember watching like parts of it when I was younger, and being like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool. And then I remember watching a couple of the old ones, and I was like, that's kind of cool. I'm gonna pirate this. Um, <laughs> so in uh, in 2028, OmniCorp is at the center of robot technology. While its drones have long been used by the military overseas, their use is forbidden in America American law enforcement. However, OmniCorp gets a golden opportunity to crack that market when Detroit cop Alex Murphy, played by Joel Kinnaman, Kinnaman? Kinnaman. Kinnaman. Joel Kinnaman is critically injured in the line of duty by transforming Murphy into a cyborg. Omnicorp executives hope to take in billions for the shareholders, but they forget one thing. There's still a man inside the machine. <gasps> Dave for Gore. Oh, no. Dave so for Gore. I've been wanting to get into like RoboCop for a while, and I felt like that would be a good place to start for me because um, you're an autistic zoomer and you have to watch the remake. Uh, well, no, it, it's because you're distracting me with playing Pokemon Go right now. <laughs> it's so distracting. I can't not watch people play Pokemon. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, I've been watching older movies recently, and so I decided to, like, it shake it up. Shut up! Listen to what I have to say! <laughs> oh my fucking word! I've been watching older movies recently, and so I wanted to change it up and watch a 2014 remake. So I want to start with Robocop. 2014. Um... And I, I already went into it knowing that, like, most people hate this. And, like, I even talked to Spencer. I'm like, hey, what do you think of this? And he's like, ah, I kind of missed the point. I'm like, okay, I can kind of see that. Um, it was a cool shooty-shooty thing, but sometimes weird. He looked really cool, I think, but he looked a lot better with the silver suit. The black suit on the poster is better! I like the silver suit because I like the old Robocop look a lot more. Well, yeah. Duh. 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 But if you're going to make him look cool, then you go with the he cool looks cool, cool with silver. Yeah, the old Robocop does not look cool. He looks like a yeah, fucking does. dork. He's he, cool looking. He's cool because the design's cool, but it's not like he's cool. No, I know. I, shut up. You're <laughs> not helping. I'm going to fucking slap you in the balls again, you fucker. Um. 
what the fuck are you doing? You're so <laughs> you're both so distracting. <laughs> I am. I'm, I, I haven't am, even gone to like what the point of this movie is. I'm, I'm protecting my balls with the radiation from my phone. So as far as I can tell, um, RoboCop initially from uh, uh, from sources that RoboCop is basically ba- cop bad analogy and like cop bad everything. In this movie, it's more like, ah, look at this man persevere through everything he's been through. And, um, but it also kind of sees that, like, they're not, I don't think they're going by the law, actually, with, like, everything. I mean, obviously not with what happened. But, I mean, like, him himself, he has the entire, like, police department, like, uh, um, history in his like brain feed because he's a cyborg he's literally brain lungs heart and a left hand why simply a left hand so he can't jerk off with it <laughs> why a left that that bugged me i'm like just a left hand it makes it harder to please his wife because he doesn't have his dominant hand get good it's true i do better with my left that's a um <laughs> so he taps into that like all the time and he's allowed that for some reason that's not illegal for him to be going out and getting people even though they don't have warrants for their arrest and then this one was just kind of weird it's it's basically just like hey look at this guy this would be cool if we had cops like this right right and it's played by like an actor that you guys like right right because he's like a human right right and his family's a part of this and like as far as I'm aware of sources, RoboCops like kind of has no emotion except for the feeling of I have no emotion and I'm sad about it type of thing, kind of like Robot Man. And um There's kind of not a lot to say. It's just look at this cool cop looking shooty shooty and he's fighting corruption. And then there's these guys that are on television talking about how we need we need militarized police, but there's no one. We like it's supposed to show that like they're not smart and they are bad because they're trying to root for Omnicorp. But like you can, if you're smart, if if you have eyes, you can see that they're not the good guys. They're trying to militarize the police, but no other forces are like standing against this like movie station saying that we need to militarize police except for, like, a senator, and he gets cut off, like, immediately. So, I don't know what kind of fucking message they're trying to send out there. So, I can summarize it in two sentences. This is what happens when movies have to, one, partner with megacorps to make them make movies, and you have to partner with the United States Industrial Complex. Like, this is why Marvel movies don't, critique the military at all because they want to get military funding to borrow the tanks. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. So the movie willfully obscures its own message to like lampshading the problem instead of doing it, like actually saying anything about it Mm -hmm. because money. Yeah. So I'm excited to watch the first Robocop soon. It's really I think I'll like it a lot. The effects have aged perfectly and horribly and it's great. It's well, a I shit expect show. that from old movies, but it's I so but for some reason I love that shit. Oh, it's good. I love that shit. Being able to see the craft put into a movie, even if it has an age well, is always better. 
Yes, it it's is. so good. So Spencer, what have you been consuming? I'm referencing Wakanda Forever. Oh my god. So I read Batman Joker's Asylum. It is a collected edition reprint of two different collected editions because there were two volumes. You know, sometimes comics uses the term volume in different ways. You know, you have <laughs> the new runs are referred to as volumes by like publishers, basically. Um, so this is like a, a reprint of a reprint of a reprint. Um, it's basically an anthology collection of... What if Joker told stories about other people in Arkham? Uh, and that's basically it. Each story is a different creative team. I'm not going to go through all of them. Um, and it's framed as you, the, the, the person reading the book, are like talking to Joker. And he's like, Lamau, let me tell you a story, buddy. Um, yeah. So the actual stories. It starts off with a Joker story. I did not like it. Joker basically takes over a game show and is like, haha, you guys are the crazy ones. Not a fan. Didn't like it. Uh, there's a Two-Face story, which um, basically is Two-Face meeting like a firefighter who looks like him because he also got fucked up, but for different reasons. And the firefighter goes Joker mode and just kind of loses his mind. Uh, this one was fine. Um, the Penguin one is... Penguin backstory, basically. It's, uh, wow, the pretty girls made fun of the fat kid. Um, I like this one. Uh, there's also the Scarecrow one, which was phenomenal. Scarecrow teams up with a crazy girl, like a teenager, you know, the, the, the ugly girl that no one wants to hang out with, and they team up to terrorize a bunch of teenagers at a house party. It's fucking sick. The art is insane. Um, big fan of that one. There is a Poison Ivy issue, uh, which is Poison Ivy going into real estate because she doesn't like humans. It's nah, It was a good story, but it's a really weird premise. Um, so those are the first five. And then there's the second the second half. Uh, there's a Clayface story, which I didn't really like. Um, it's has a cool concept. Uh, Clayface, you know, being an actor and whatnot, he takes over a movie theater and... There's a cult. It's a whole thing. It's a neat idea, but it's not that great. Um, the Riddler uh, story is pretty interesting. It's all right. Uh, Riddler tries to make someone fall in love with him, uh, and he like stops being weird and creepy. And then he's like, "Aha! See, I've made you fall in love with me." And then he it turns because doing that's creepy. Actually, they don't fall in love with him. It's a whole thing. It's really weird. Um, there is a Harley Quinn story. It's just about Valentine's Day. She's like, oh my gosh, guys, go get me all the stuff I want for Mr. Mr. J. And oh my God, we're going to have a date. And then he stands her up because of course he does. Um, there's a Killer Croc story, which I really liked as well. Um, he escapes from Arkham Asylum and he becomes an enforcer for a mob boss. And then it turns out that the mob boss's wife really wants to fuck Killer Croc. <laughs> it's very weird. Um... It's a whole, it's so weird, dude. Um, I really like that one. There's a Mad Hatter. Shut up. There's a Mad Hatter story, which is just the Mad Hatter sitting in a room writing a fucking story like he always does. Nothing exciting there. That one was fine. Um, on the whole, I like that these were all collected into one book. This kind of feels like a progenitor to the current One Bad Day thing, just with less thought put into it, like as a publishing initiative. It just kind of got thrown out there. 
I like that all the stories have different creative teams, like with any good anthology book. Um, it just, it seems like some of these were not very well thought through, and some of the teams just aren't good picks. Um, I bought the book for, I think, $25 for the trade. Um, it's worth picking up on sale or picking up the individual issues. Because this was originally published in, like, the mid-2000s, tracking down the issues might not be that cheap of a thing. It might be kind of pricey to find them in decent condition. So it might just be worth buying the book for certain stories. Um, reading this online might be a good option for a handful of the stories that are really, really good. Um, so it kind of ends up leveling out. There's some bad ones, some good ones, and some great ones. And it's like, wow, the book as a whole, if you average out the scores, is like a 5 out of 10. Holy shit. The book? Like every anthology book ever. They kind of just... Goes down the middle of the road. I liked it. It's just weird. It's a weird progenitor to a bunch of stuff we have now, which I find more interesting than the actual stories. Jacob! Hello? Hello? <coughs> Hello? I read Green Lantern, Earth One, Volume Two. Holy fucking shit. I know. Made by the same creative team. So it jumps forward in time, and Green Lantern is good at Green Lanterning. And uh, suddenly there's yellow lanterns that pop up and the, his Green Lantern friends are like, what the heck in are those guys? And then... I love how he says that. See, he can do a summary in a retarded voice and it makes sense. <laughs> I can't too. No. <laughs> Only if I'm making fun of it. Only if you're making fun of it. I don't know why. Because you're dumb. You're dumb. I know I'm dumb. If I read Batman books, <laughs> shut up. Of course I'm dumb. Yeah. Uh, there's a guardian that had originally made the Green Lanterns, and he said, "Oh no, I don't like the Green Lanterns because they're doing good with it. I'm gonna change the formula and make it stronger and better. Back to formula, and make them yellow. And then he offers the Green Lanterns yellow rings because he claims they're better. And some people go to the yellow." Lantern Corps, and some people don't. And they fight, and Green Lantern fights the, the Guardian because he finds out he's evil. This one seemed thinner. It, it was harder to follow, even though it's simpler. It just felt like it it moved slower than the first one. More plot, less story. Yeah, I guess. It was just like... You can't admit I have a point. It, 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 I would say less plot than the first one, but it just moves slower. It's, Question. It, hello. Is there only one guardian? No. In this book? The, um, there's only one that's live and kicking around, but there are definitely he more. He killed all of them. I think they're in a different universe well, or something. I, I just wanted to know if they're, if... He's not. I, I figured he's not the only one in existence, but yeah, yeah. I, I was wondering if he's the only one that we see. Uh, I don't remember. A lot of Green Lantern stories do that. They're like, ah, the Guardians are all dead. Oopsies. Yeah. There's it, just one, and it, he's bad. There's one left, and he's bad. <laughs> they do that a lot. Um, I don't know. This one kind of seemed like it was lost in the plot a little bit, even though the plot is simpler. So it kind of felt like it, it worked harder to get to the same end for like no reason i don't know it was really weird um it still looks hot really really hot 
This looks amazing. Yeah, it is. <gasps> it. I still gave it a four out of five stars, despite not coming close to the first one. <laughs> The run is dead, and my heart is is dead along with it. You're just mad because there's two books instead of three, like every other Earth One story. Well, yes. <laughs> of course, I want there to be a third one. I want them to continue, but the creative team's like, we're fighting. No more books. And then DC apparently is probably killing the imprint quietly. Yeah. Well, maybe. Um... Shut up. The prices are the same: twenty-four bucks for hardcover, twenty-ish for paperback. I got it for four, uh, digitally. Whore. Oh, <laughs> don't do that when I have coffee. That's what you deserve. Ow. Um, well, at least it's better than having a shitty third book like Batman Year One. It or was, Earth One, I mean. This was a very enjoyable back-to-back -back read. I'm very happy. I think that's better than getting a third one where it's like, Oh, we're skipping into the future. Now he has Batman, Robin. There's the Sackman. Uh, Killer Croc's here still. And also, who's this guy? Oh, I'm nobody. It's literally the Joker who's got, like, no hair. You are He's the Sackman. still so butthurt about that. Person. I am very butthurt. I have all I, the same opinions as him. I'm just over it. You well, I, I, just, I just really liked It took, liked like, eight Earth. years. I really liked Earth One for a little bit. You are the Sackman. Call it. Last one. So... I read Hellboy in Love, volume uh, number two. Whoa. Yep. I didn't know it came out yet because I didn't see it on like the new shelf. You're not doing your weekly Chainsaw Man episode? Don't encourage him! I'll do that instead. <laughs> I'm going to call you a slur. Okay, so <laughs> what are we on now? Chainsaw Man number four. Three. No, we, we said three last time. I don't think so. Right, yes, I know because it's in my search history. <laughs> we could just include the 20 minutes of audio. Okay, the so the leech devil guesses that Denji killed her man, the bat devil. The devil finds Denji cute in her type, so she decides to let him go. However, the devil intends to kill Power and Miaoi. Hearing that, Denji prepares to fight, and the leech devil states that if he does that, he will also die with them. What so, is a Meowie? Uh, Meowie's the cat that they saved last uh, last week. Okay. Um, and I'm sorry, this it, chair is creaky. It's as not fuck. a furry. It's an actual cat. It's an actual cat. Okay. Good. Uh, Power really likes cats. This is acceptable. Um, and uh, Power's like, if you save me and Meowie, I'll let you touch my boobs. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember and, this now. Yep. And then he's like, oh, my dream is so powerful. I'm gonna touch the boobs. And like, he's actually winning, and he's using his chainsaw powers, like instead of just using, like, an axe that he has. He takes the ripcord out, and he becomes all chainsaw man, the chainsaws on his arm and his face, and he's like, ah, 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 running around, chopping things up. And eventually, boom, the leech devil has, has like, a, their fucking tongue straight through his chest into his asshole. Not really in his asshole, but it's through his <laughs> chest, and he's about to die. And then all you see is a hand making a fox face and going, comb. And it bites into them, and it eats them all, and it eats the leech all up, and it's a giant fox head. Uh, that's Fox Devil, because Aki just appeared. And Aki's like, you stupid bitch, and he starts slamming around his sword and going, Sim-sim-sim! and defeats the, uh, the leech devil. And then after that, um... 
I can't remember. But yeah, that's basically it for that episode. Our personal reviews should just be <laughs> rebranded as retarded reviews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our personal talking points are retarded reviews. I can't really remember what else happened in that episode. I think that's literally Did it. you like it? Oh, I loved it. Oh! Wait a minute. I think in this episode also, at the very end, he's then uh, she's talking to Makima in her office about something for some reason. And he's like, I don't really know what I want to do. I don't know if I want to do this. And then she motivates him by taking his hand and putting on her boob. And she's like, if you do things for me, I'll do things for you. I love coercion. Yep. She's uh, manipulating him and grooming him. This is 16-year-old boy, fellas. Everyone listening. And, and this woman is like 20-something. Yep. Definitely not statutory rape. No, not at all. I not mean, yeah. Of course, that uh, of course the sixteen year old boy doesn't care because he's touching boobs for the first time, and he's horny as fuck. So yeah. How many episodes are in the show? Ten. There's twelve. We're getting there in the first season. We're almost there. In the first part of the season, we're a third of the way through. There's twelve. Spencer. Last one. I read Solo, a Star Wars story, graphic Come novel. On solo. Come on, Solo. Come on, Solo. You're, it's your fault. It, it is, is your, so fault. your fault. I read the comic book version of the movie. Uh, it's seven issues uh, written by Robbie Thompson. So it's an adaptation of the movie slash the original script. Um, illustrated by Leonard Kirk and Will Sliney. Um... Basically, the same thing happened with Rogue One. Uh, this is way too short and not great. Um, it's cool to have, like, a comic version of the thing. But adapting, like, a two-hour movie into seven issues that are all, like, 30 pages is really annoying. Uh, Star Wars comics have this issue where all their issues are pathetically small. Like, a, a lot of them. Instead of it being a normal 44-page... Even a 64 page would be cool, but like 44 is the default thing. Marvel books all have ads in them, which then cuts down to like 30 real pages. These books are even smaller than that. So there's seven issues, and this trade is like the normal size of like four issues. It's fucking tiny. Um, it's just not enough time. It cuts out so much stuff. It hyper focuses on weird details. There's nothing in here that isn't in the movie. There is no. Um, cool details that like the the movie novelizations have where they take details from the script that weren't included in the, the actual edited movie and they include them to the story it's cool and those are those are cool the comics cut out so much stuff the art is really vague and i don't like it it's hard to describe it just kind of feels like there it feels like damn this is a comic book and that's it i have no real feelings on it it's cool to have on a shelf but it's a waste of money how is the artwork Fine. There's nothing. It's a style like like the Rogue One book. I don't know how to describe. It's definitely all digital. I don't get it. Sometimes the faces are expressive. Sometimes they're not expressive. Sometimes the colors pop. Sometimes everything's muted and flat. It just it. They all seem rushed. They seem like someone cranked this out over a weekend, and I don't like it. It was like eighteen dollars for books because Marvel trades are fucking expensive, and this is worth like ten at best. It's 
20 minutes worth of speed reading. Like, they cut out 90% of the dialogue because movies have dialogue and they want to get to the action in the book. So then they just have four, like, it's four panels for an action sequence. Like, what the fuck? It just, it's so minimalist, it's insane. It, it's the worst way to experience this movie. I'd rather watch it, like, backwards on mute than read these books. They're a waste fun. of time. At least that would be memeable. This is like, so you're telling me you included the part of the movie where they go, wow, you have no one? We should name you Hansel. You know, the shit that everyone hates, they include those things, and then they cut out every good quiet moment that exists in the damn movie. It's just dumb. Huh. I'm glad that they stopped with these because they were dumb. I don't like it. Basically that. Just why? Yep. Yep. Why why does this exist? Yep. Who is this? Who is this for? Yes. If you read the Star Wars comic books in continuity, you watch the movies or the TV shows or whatever. I'm really hoping that the Mandalorian adaptation that they're currently working through is not like this because that's at least because it's a TV show, it's much longer. It's like I think two issues per episode or some shit. Like maybe that works out better. Hopefully. Hopefully. But I don't I just I don't get why they do this. Well, since you asked, I read Department of Truth, Volume 4. Holy fucking shit, bro. The Ministry of Lies. God damn, you keep beating me to everything. Ha-ha. <laughs> That's because you're trying to beat down your backlog, and I'm like, I read a book this week. I am the backlog. Uh still written by James Tinian the Fourth and arted by Martin Simmons. Uh the main character. What was with the Italian hand? Did I do something wrong? Yeah, you're Italian. No, I'm not. <laughs> you're Italian. No, I'm not. <laughs> it smells like cannoli. You're an Italian. You're breaking your mother's heart. <laughs> I'm fucking Irish. Jacob, uh, the, the Department of Truth yes, exists. The, the main character from... Our, the, the story, the story in total, uh, has followed Cole. Uh, he's having some real-time doubts about what's going on and who he's working for and what is actually happening and who's the good guys and who's the bad guys. And then, uh, he is letting work bother him. He's not getting along with his husband, uh... And they're like, we should go on vacation or something, try to relieve some stress or whatever, try to try to get your mind off work for a while, because it's really wearing you down. I feel that. It really spoke to me this week. <laughs> Why? The main character, Cole, is like, yeah, sure, maybe eventually, but not right now. I gotta go on an adventure. So he goes on an adventure for work. And we don't really see a whole lot of that adventure. I hope that it's explained more in issues to come. Uh, but while he's away, the Black Hat Corporation, basically Spectre, the, the anti-company of whoever Cole works for, the, the Department of Truth, uh, finds his husband and says, here's what's actually going on and tells him uh, most of what his husband, Cole, has been doing, but puts their spin on what the truth is so that 
Cole comes home and they have an argument about what's actually going on. A lot of personal drama. Um, the, the Department of Truth knows that he got picked up by the Black Hats. And so Cole says, here's a really crazy idea. Uh, when he gets home, he's talking to his husband, who is actually a reporter. And is like, I got to post a picking story about this and tell the world. And Cole says, yes, that's a good idea. But here is my boss. Tell the story from our side. And that's how the book ends. There wasn't a whole lot of weird stuff happening in this book. It was a lot of personal and and work drama. Yes. Which is interesting because it makes you, the reader, wonder who is actually telling the truth. Holy fucking shit, bro. And, oh. and that's pretty cool. I like second guessing and triple guessing and quadruple guessing because I don't know what's going on. Uh, it's still fun to read. Five stars. I cannot get enough of this series. I it, Every time I get a new volume, I read it in one sitting. Like, it just burns so quickly. It's so good. Go get me the fiest drink on the menu. They literally say that. It's the funniest The fruitiest shit. drink, I think, oh, okay. is what they said. And I was like, it looks fruity. I mean, it, it could probably be a gin and juice. <laughs> Uh, it's like the most redneck dude you've met in your life. He's like, go get me the gayest shit they have. It's, <laughs> it's so funny. He literally says it. <laughs> so um, he's always getting like cosmopolitans. It's great. That is our show. Thank you to our patrons for going to patreon.com forward slash dime comic bros and signing up under one of the three tiers that we have available. We have Jeff Lawrence and Caitlin paying us Way too much money for what they actually get for it. It's amazing that they stick around and actually kind of like our show. And Give me like money. Us? Money. It's really weird. I'm not used to having attention. Money. It, it's weird. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> Jacob discovers um, that it, it, it's being like, perceived. I, I'm waiting to be sent a bill of actually, no, that's not how Patreon works. You owe us $2,000. <laughs> That'd be funny. You got, you got a free book from, yeah, from I, Patreon. I know, I'm too excited. Uh, thank you to Jetpack Comics and Games in downtown Rochester, New Hampshire. That sentence is burned into my brain. I will be... 120 years old, wishing for death on my deathbed, and it won't come, and I'll have, like, dementia, and my great-grandkids will be like, were you in the war? And I'll be like, Jetpack Comics and Games, and Death to Rush City. I hope to God that happens to you, or one of us. That was to one of us. It won't be me, because I never say it. It'll be one of you two. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be amazing. One of us should be cryogenically frozen before then. <laughs> so then we, that person can come out of the pod after the war and be like, Where we, should do a we should do a podcast. <laughs> so we'll be doing one with Colin's gravestone because he killed himself. And then I will be 25, oh and then God. Jacob's 120. Oh my gosh. And then we'll be doing it with your ghost. How about that? 
Yeah, I'll and, definitely and, fucking haunt you. And then Jacob will just be doing the bit at the end. <laughs> he'll just have dementia and he'll just be going. To be fair, Colin, you would hate doing this as a ghost because you wouldn't be able to like assault me the whole time. No, I I'd Last you. time I was at Jetpack, I got one of those cool stickers with Kyle's face on it and like no writing, it's just Kyle's face. And that was when I decided that I'm actually going to commence with my 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 crusade of of slapping jetpack stickers all over my place of employment. I'm going to start with Kyle's face. Kyle's face is going to end up in a bathroom somewhere. I think that's, that's going to be a scary thought. I I think there's a very fun way we could phrase that and we should tell him. I think he'll find it very enjoyable. Especially because he used to work there. <laughs> he used yeah. to work there? And now he works at Jetpack? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just Jetpack? Yeah. yeah. Damn. Damn. I need to figure out how to finance. Yeah, he's living the life I need to that figure we out all aspire <clears throat> for. How do you do that? Isn't... I don't know. I think he's basically trying to become the next owner. <laughs> oh, shit. I think he just really hated his job. Yeah, that too. We've had that conversation many times. Yeah, but the money is pretty nice. Jetpack. Then why are you still broke? Jetpack is cool. We like Jetpack. They like us. Again, uh, with the weird maybe. attention thing. I don't know. Can we please wrap this up? Yes. Editing so it to is going to be a bitch. Um, next week, we're talking Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. Right? Mm -hmm, yes. Mm -hmm. The cool. Golden Shower. Hellboy, The Piss Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yes, yes, we will. How else is he supposed to put Liz's fire out? Oh, my gosh. Don't. Piss is flammable. Bro, bad idea. That's okay. He's fire resistant. No, he's fire retardant. There's a he's, difference. He's fire retardant. <laughs>